Welcome to your success tonic. If you're ready to explore what it would mean to step into your boldest, most exciting vision of success, then you're in the right place. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode. I'm so happy to introduce our guest, Erica, who is a dynamic leader and a passionate advocate for mental health in the workplace. As the Vice President of Client Support and QA at Relias, Erica brings a wealth of experience to the table, but her passion for helping others extends far beyond her professional life. With eight rescue pets and a heart of gold, Erica embodies compassion and kindness in all aspects of her life. So today we'll be diving into her journey of navigating the corporate world, the importance of finding your authentic voice, and why mental health awareness is so critical in today's society. So welcome, Erica. I'm so happy you're here. Hi, thank you for having me. So I am very inspired by your story, and I would love for you to share with the listeners, you know, how you came to become an advocate for mental health in the workplace. Sure. So it's it's actually a personal story. I myself have struggled with mental health for years. Um, I have, uh, gosh, I have PMDD, I have major depressive disorder, and I have social anxiety. Uh, and I always joke that makes me, you know, fun at parties. But really, it's, you know, just growing up kind of dealing with that. It's something that I felt like I had to hide or had to, you know, fix to be able to be successful in life. And it's it's so common. And it's one of those things that people don't talk about enough. And I think a lot of folks, especially now post-pandemic, are experiencing some type of mental health and they don't really know how to to handle that and how to deal with that and what that looks like, especially in the corporate world. And so while a lot of companies are trying to come up with different ways and having, you know, mental health days and different employee resources, it's something that's still a little bit new to a lot of people yeah. because it's something that was always, you know, almost taboo to talk about at work. Yeah. So it's something that just having gone through it myself, I want to make it feel more comfortable for folks to address it and not be scared or feel like it's something that you have to be ashamed of. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I feel like it's, you know, it resonates so strongly with me because I do think that it's by sharing our experiences and our stories that we can destigmatize and we can allow other people to realize that they're not alone, that they can find connection points in our story that resonate with them and that, um, you know, can provide hope or um, a new way of thinking about things. So I do think it's so important. So thank you for for doing that and for bringing awareness in in the places that you work. I think that's true. Absolutely. No, I appreciate that. It's it's uncomfortable still a little bit just because of the response that sometimes you can get from Absolutely. doing that. So I, I post a lot on LinkedIn and I get mixed reactions. I get a lot of, you know, thank you. I'm going through this too. And I didn't, you know, know anybody else was doing mm-hmm. that. So I get a lot of positive feedback, but I also get a lot of, oh, I don't know that I would have put that out there or, right. oh, I, you know, that's something I don't know that I would share. And so it makes me second guess myself a little bit, but that's why I feel like I need to do it because so many folks do experience it, I, 
you know, if I'm, I've already put it out there, people already know, so it's not going to be a surprise. So if I can continue to do that, I, I hope that it makes other folks feel a little bit more comfortable um, yeah. sharing their stories too. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I do. I think it's, um, you know, that's how we drive positive change in the workplace and, you know, in, in our communities and our families. So yeah, I think we do have to, to share the struggles as well as the, as the, the good bits, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, how has this journey with um, mental health um, brought you to focus on authenticity and why it's critical to our happiness? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, for me, I mentioned earlier, I felt like I had to hide a lot of that because it was something that it was a huge point in my life going through some of the depression was a, a really big chunk of, of my life. And it was one of the reasons why I moved to, I'm in North Carolina now, but I moved down here. And, you know, because of that, I felt like I had to be this perfect something. Uh, you know, I felt like I had to hide my, my flaws to be this, you know, perfect employee or person or whatever it might be to be successful in the corporate world. And I felt like I didn't always fit in, even though, you know, I was doing what I felt like were the right things to do. It just never felt comfortable. Yeah. And so I always second guessed myself and my, my position and just, you know, everything because it wasn't me. And so over the last year and a half or so, I really started sharing more about my story and sharing more about my, you know, struggles with mental health and just who I am as a person. You know, I think just different, you know, tidbits you mentioned about, you know, the pets and everything, you know, that's a, a huge passion for me. So just sharing more about the things that are important to me have made me feel more comfortable. And it has helped me to attract people and, and things that are more in line with who I am and what I, I want. And it's helped me kind of shed some of the maybe relationships that were a little bit more obligatory or, you know, just kind of there because we were just going through the motions. And I mm -hmm. feel like being authentic has opened me up to experiencing things that I really want to experience and that are, you know, it might seem a little cheesy, but that are like aligned for me, you know, like the universe is like, okay, this is what you want because this is who you are. And this is something that we want to offer. And I feel like that has helped me to be more comfortable in my own skin and my, my job and my personal life. And it's been really uh, kind of an eye opener to just shed the fake skin and just be myself. And I feel like that's been a, a huge game changer for me. Mm, mm. that's um it's definitely not an easy thing to do you know um yeah. sharing about ourselves um sharing personal details even even you know something like having eight dogs you know it's not something that um we kind of that comes up or that's easy just to kind of talk about, um, especially in the work, in the workplace or work context. And yet, um, like you said, it, it, it allows us to create this, these connection points. And so, um, yeah, I think it's extremely important thing that we're moving towards as, as a, as a society and in the mm -hmm. workplace. Definitely. Wow. And I love that. I love that. That's where we're heading. I, I yeah. feel like I've, everybody felt like you had to kind of fake it till you make it before. Yeah. And it's some, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was the pandemic, but just something cracked and people are starting to come out and be more comfortable. And I, I love it. 
Yes, me too. Me too. Yeah. I guess, uh, and I think you're right. I think, you know, there's just, there's just like this, this big wave of change that's just coming through and it's, uh, it's definitely changing how people relate as well as how we do things and how business is done. So I think it's oh, yeah. really great. Oh, yeah. Um, so in your opinion, you know, why do you think people have felt so pressured to, um, conform to, an idea of success that's kind of created for them externally as opposed to, um, you know, things that we connect to more internally, you know, for, for that are fulfilling. Yeah, that's, that's a good question. I don't, I don't know why we do it, but I feel like it's just part of society. Society has kind of outlined this expectation of what you should do. You know, you, you go to work, you, climb the ladder and you do the things to move up, move up, move up. And not doing that almost feels wrong. You know, mm-hmm. It almost feels like it's the bad thing. If you're like, you know, I don't know if that's what I want to do anymore. It feels like that's a bad thing to say because, you know, you're stifling your opportunities or, you know, it's, yeah. it's just not what we do. You know, you don't go to work to you know, that's just not how we do it. And so I'm not sure why it's like that. It just feels like it always has been. So it feels weird to go in and try to be authentic because most corporate jobs and things, there's an expectation of, you know, quote unquote professionalism that we talked about things changing. That's changing a lot now too. Like what's professional now isn't maybe what was considered professional three years ago. Mm-hmm. And I love that it's changing because it's more flexible and it's, I think, allowing more folks to to be seen, you know, as professionals. But it's just something that has always been that way. And so mm-hmm. it's been hard to shake that for a lot of people. And I think it's hard to accept and and present your natural self in an environment that feels almost at times a little sterile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause in the past, you know, we were expected to sort of put the the professional and the personal in really different categories and keep them very separate. Um, And you had, you know, a work persona and at home you could be yourself, but you didn't necessarily, um, depending on what kind of environment you were in, didn't necessarily feel comfortable really showing up as your full self in the Mm. workplace. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Whether hairstyles, tattoos, different yeah. things like that, yeah. like just clothing styles. Like I don't, mm-hmm. I don't love wearing a business suit every day. I love, you know, right now I'm wearing, I'm wearing comfortable pants, you know, while I'm sitting here at my home desk and I have tattoos. I have visible tattoos if I'm not wearing sleeves, you know, and I think that's something that uh, people are starting to accept a little bit more mm-hmm. in different hairstyles and things. It's, I, I enjoy it. I think it's great to see more people being, authentic. I know it's kind of an overused word, but I think it's great to see people being themselves at work and having it be totally fine. Yes. And I, I feel like it's also a path to embracing more diversity. You know, if we don't all try to conform to a very strict, small model, then we can show that there's there's lots of different ways of being professional, of showing up as yourself. And then we can sort of open doors for more diversity um, through that, you know, through kind of opening people's perception of what's, what's good, you know? Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. So um, do you have any, um, uh, do, do you have any advice around some effective strategies for building meaningful professional relationships 
particularly in um, the settings that you that you've been working in? Sure. You know, really what I've done this past year is I've spent a lot of time on LinkedIn. Uh-huh. And, you know, one of the things I did uh, recently, and it's, uh, it's how you and I ended up meeting, was I started doing coffee chats. I, I turned 40 this year, so I wanted to do 40 coffee chats before my 40th birthday. And yeah. through those, I people introduced me to other people like, oh, you should really meet this person. She's really great at this. And then I met, you know, this person. And then they're like, you should really meet this person because mm-hmm. they have this that's really in line with what you're talking about. And so I've gotten to meet folks that I didn't even know I was setting out to meet uh, through this. Mm-hmm. And so it's been really great to just go out on LinkedIn if specifically and just post about the things that are important, whether it's your you know professional passions, if it's things that you like personally, you will find folks who are aligned with those, you know, and you start to have connections and and then they have connections that, you know, they introduce you to. And it really has just built on itself over the past year. And it's something that even if you're not comfortable, I, I was never super comfortable networking, very no. introverted, really shy and, you know, face-to-face, you know, especially group settings. And so it was really overwhelming to put myself out there at first. And so, you know, I talked about some tips around starting small just by engaging with other people's posts. So liking them and then eventually just commenting on it, you know, something simple and then maybe adding more of a thoughtful comment and then maybe posting your own content or sending a, a, you know, a DM to somebody, but really building on it. So it's step-by-step. So you're not super uncomfortable. You don't jump in, you know, full force right away, but just baby steps until you get to where you want to be. But just Mm -hmm. you have to kind of put yourself out there is the thing to take that little risk, find what's, this is, I think, a safer way to do it than to jump into something in person. But, yeah. you know, go out online and find people that maybe you admire or that, you know, you've heard about or that you know and connect with them or follow them and start to engage with their followers. And it's a really great way to meet like-minded people, but also folks that are not maybe like-minded who help you to grow and find different mm-hmm. ways to think about something or different industries. I've learned about things I didn't even know existed as as jobs over the past year. And I think it's, it's exciting to just see what is out there that you're not getting exposed to when you're at home. Yes. Yes. And I think that that's, that's, you know, been my experience as well. And I think it's the magic of this online um, world is that we can connect with people. So, so beyond our geographical area or even our own um, uh, business connections right that we can we can expand so far beyond that and I think that that's that really does allow us to grow like you said yeah for sure that's exciting it's really exciting it's it's a little nerve-wracking at first if you're not used to it but once you start doing it I think it's it's really rewarding I've found some really fantastic people uh, over the past year that I really feel you know I've, I've learned a lot from or I've gotten help from or that I've been able to help it's been really great Mm. Yeah, I think um, I've had similar experiences, you know, just people that I've met online have actually become really good friends and really great connections. And um, I just, I, I value that so, so much. So it's lovely to hear that you and I've had a similar experience in that way. Yes. Yeah. Um, so what would you say about, um, you know, has your definition of success evolved over time? And if so, why? It has, it has, you know, I growing up, 
I honestly, when I was little, I thought I was going to be this really like high powered lawyer in a big city wearing business suits all the time. And I don't know why, because I hate wearing fancy formal clothes all the time. I don't want to live in a big city. I so I have no idea, but just even over the past, you know, five, 10 years, even more recently, you know, I always thought, like I mentioned earlier, climbing the ladder, you know, you, you mm-hmm. take your next step, you keep moving up, moving up, moving up. And right now I've, I recently talked with, with my manager and I shared with her that, you know, I would love to, I'm a VP currently. I would love to maybe move up to a senior VP because I would still get to stay over the same functional area that I work you know, with and I love. But I don't know that I want to move up higher than that, that I want to continue to move up into mm-hmm. you know, executive level or C-suite because the work-life balance at that point isn't what I want anymore. And so mm-hmm. you know, a few years ago, maybe even before I was married, I thought that I would, you know, I'm a bit of a workaholic. I would spend all my time working and I enjoyed it. But now I really enjoy, I love my job, which I'm very lucky to say, but I also really love my downtime and I love being able to spend time in nature, which I don't get to do if I'm at a computer, you know, 12 hours a day, 14 hours a day. And so for me, success has been really uh, not so much about my title and about career growth as as much as it used to be. It's more about what can I do for other people? So, you know, I love coaching and developing my employees and really helping them to grow. And so at first, it was really scary to share that because I felt like I was going to lose opportunities. Yeah. But then I was like, are these opportunities that I actually want? You know, mm-hmm. Maybe not. Like, I'm worried about losing an opportunity that I don't actually want anyway. You know, and, and I was worried about what if the people who report to me start to pass me up and they, they surpass me in my career. And I'm like, why, why is that a concern for me? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, yeah. like, I don't, I don't want to do that. So why does it matter, you know, matter if they do it? And so it's been a bit of a shift thought process wise, but yeah. my success, you know, definition has changed to being more about a better balance and being happy. Like I just want to love my life. And a lot of that comes from, you know, mm-hmm. animals and having some downtime to spend with my wife and just being outside and, you know, mm-hmm. not having to be at a desk all day. And so it has shifted a lot, you know, over the past recent years, but it's been interesting to see kind of the change. Yeah, it's, it is really interesting to see um, how that sense of fulfillment changes, you know, that we think it's going to be one thing. And then as, as circumstances change, as we change, it starts to become about something else. Mm-hmm. And I'm really curious, does this shift in any way also go the other way? Do you feel like by prioritizing more your um, you know, your personal fulfillment, time with your dogs your, and your wife, do you feel that that has influenced and impacted your work in any way? Oh, uh, uh, you know, honestly, yes. Uh-huh. Uh, I've, I've noticed recently that I don't feel maybe as, I mean, the word is competitive. Like I still, I have a bit of a perfectionist personality. Like I want to do well and I want to be a high achiever and I don't know that that will ever go away, but I don't necessarily feel as competitive and I feel more at peace. If this, this sounds really you know, corny, but I just feel like at peace in my role doing what I'm doing, I feel like I am meant to be in this spot right now, <sighs> taking on the opportunities and the challenges that I'm taking on because I feel like I'm the right person to be doing that. And I don't know how to explain it, but I just, the, the people that I have reporting to me, I, I love them very much as, as humans. And I, 
love being able to help them and solve the problems that we're solving and, and moving forward. And I feel very, very, um, I don't know what I want to use, like, but confident in that. I just feel really good. Like this is where I'm supposed to be. And I don't feel like I have to be doing more and more and more to get somewhere else. Like mm-hmm. I feel very like, this is okay that this is where I'm at. And this is where I might be for another couple of years or so. Yeah. I love this. And I feel like I have a lot to contribute to this. And it's nice to not feel like, what's the next step? What are the next three steps? I'm like, I don't, I don't know yet, you know, if, yeah. if there are next steps, but I know that what I'm doing, I will continue to grow and learn, but I don't necessarily have to keep climbing to do that. I can still grow in place and, and help others. And that's really, I think what my, my passion comes from and my fulfillment is helping others yeah. and, you know, helping other people grow and find theirs. And if they do surpass me in their career, fantastic. Like I'm really happy that I was able to help them get there, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's been a shift where before I was like, oh, I I can't let them pass me. I have to keep, you know, we have to keep moving together. And no, we don't. If that's where they want to go, then I want to help them do that. But I also just am happy where I'm at. And so it's, it's been interesting because it feels like I have um, just kind of a a new perspective at work and it's Mm -hmm. a little bit more of like a calmness, I guess, at, mm-hmm. at work. Um, and so I just, like I said, it feels like it's a very, like, this is my purpose, almost. Wow. What an amazing way to feel. It's It sounds it's nice. amazing. You know, when you describe it, you you seem calm as well. You know, you radiate calm and confidence as you talk about it. So it's, God, yeah, <laughs> it's clearly, um, you're in a good place and I'm, and I celebrate that for you. I think it's phenomenal to, to Thank have you. come here. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm really happy. I'm very, I'm grateful for, you know, my professional contacts. I'm grateful for my personal contacts, especially like my wife, you know, just the support that I've had, but I've done a lot of, you know, kind of soul searching and, and deep thinking, you know, over the weekend, I'll do some meditation, I'll, I'll color, mm-hmm. you know, I'll do some journaling and just spend some time just processing, you know, really thinking about what is it that makes me happy? What is it that I want to do and and whatnot? And so I'm like, are the things I'm shooting for aligned with those things? And if they, the answer was no, I'm like, why am I, fi- why am I trying so hard to do those if that's not actually what makes me feel fulfilled? And so it's been really nice to take that time to you know, identify with myself. And I think a lot of times we go through the motions, you kind of like, here's what I want to do. And you just keep going and you don't really take a step back to say, am I happy with this? You know, and if the answer is no, like, why am I still doing it? You know, is this the right field for me? Is this the right job for me? You know, are there other things I could be doing outside of that? Like maybe the career is fine, but do I love my hobbies? You know, Mm -hmm. I'm getting what I need. And so it's been really nice to take that that time to focus on it and feel like, yeah, like I'm, I feel aligned with all the things I'm doing right now, professionally and personally. Like, I feel like I'm in a really good spot and I'm really grateful to say that because I don't know that I could have said that, you know, 10 years ago. And so I'm like, wow, this is, it's nice. It's nice to be here. Yeah. It's it's also a great accomplishment. It really is to to get to that place. Um, So do you have any advice for someone maybe who's, you know, if, let's look back five or 10 years from where you were, you are now, you know, someone who's there now, do you have some advice for them? You know, I think just really take the time to, to think about it, you know, and I think sometimes it can be scary to, to look inward because mm-hmm. you might find that you're not happy or that you don't right. like 
what you're doing, maybe even sometimes who you are, like how you're acting. You might not like that. And it's scary because that's a big change, you know, and it's uncomfortable if you aren't comfortable in your own self because you're with you 24 seven. And so I think a lot of people, you tend to put it off because it, it's emotional work. There's, you know, it's effort that goes into it, but it is hard. Yes, but there are resources out there. So, you know, definitely counseling and, you know, friends, people, there are outlets to, to use to kind of help. But I think really taking the time to think about what it is that makes you happy, what mm-hmm. gets you out of bed in the morning. Like if you could do one thing for the rest of your life, like what would that thing be? You know, and it might be a hobby. It might be your career, yeah. but, you know, are you doing that thing? And if That's you're not doing question. why are you not doing that? Yeah. You know, like <laughs> what makes you happy? And if you're like, oh, I love hiking, but I never hike. Like, why are you not hiking? Like, mm-hmm. get out there, go do it. Yeah. You know? And if you're like, I absolutely hate hiking and I do it every weekend, like, why are you doing that? Yeah. Stop. <laughs> you know, like go find if you just want to sit and read a book, like sit and read a book. Like that's okay. You know, so just really figuring out what it is that you like and want to do, and then yeah. take baby steps to to get there. You know, it's not like an overnight switch, but it really mm-hmm. does require you to do some, some self-reflection and that can be a little scary at times, but it's super worth it. You know, if you mm-hmm. really hear yourself and, and allow yourself to follow up on what you've discovered, it's, it's really beneficial. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so I'm wondering if you have a book in particular or a resource that you read somewhere along on your path that you really loved and would recommend? That is a fantastic question. And the answer is yes, but I cannot think of what it is because it's been a lot out of them. And mm-hmm. it's, mm-hmm. so for me, what I'm one of those people, like it's snippets of books yeah. that I've read. It's not so much like this whole book was fantastic. It was like this one quote from this book mm-hmm. really resonated. And so it's been a few from different things. And so I, I can't think of them off the top of my head, but I will tell you the answer is yes. And if I can think of them, I will send them to you so that you can okay. <laughs> um, look at them. But it's, that's kind of my, my whole like model of everything is I take snippets from people that I admire and I use like how they do their mm. one-on-one or how they handle mm. difficult conversations. And I'm like, I love how they do this. And I love how he does that. And then I try to see how I can take that and make it my own and, and incorporate it. And so I feel like I'm just like this amalgamation of everybody that I've learned from or that, you know, yeah. good and bad, like, Hey, I don't like how that person did that. And I don't want to do that myself. So I've tried to take snippets from TV shows sometimes, if it's mm-hmm. books, it might be music, but just little things where I'm like, okay, that's, that's what I want people to feel when they think about, you know, having worked with me as like their leader, what I want them to feel like I, I help them as much as this person help this person, you know? And so that's little things like that, that I use as kind of a motivator. Mm, like that. That was yeah. a very long answer. I'm sorry for that's okay. you, like, no, there's I, not one specific book. Okay. That's, that's absolutely fine. You don't have to have a specific book. It's all good. Um, well, Thank you so much, Erica, for sharing your journey and the insights that you gathered along the way and how it's, you know, forming your decisions and the way you show up in life and work. It's, um, I'm sure that listeners are going to want to be able to follow up with you. So can you let them know where they can find you online? Short LinkedIn is where okay. I spend most of my time uh, on social media. So just it's Erica R. Taylorbeck. 
okay. um, on, on LinkedIn. And that link will be in the show notes for anyone who wants to just click and come and connect with Erica. Well, thank you so much again, Erica, and to all of you listening. I am so glad we were able to have this conversation today, and I hope you all have a lovely week. Hey, have you taken the Success Archetype quiz yet? If not, head on over to storytonic.co to take the quiz and discover how to leverage your unique profile to step into your next vision of success.